In this week's episode, we've got nothing. Zilch. Nada. It was a boring week and we shouldn't even be podcasting. It's okay, though. We've still managed to put together a show that is both entertaining and informative. Well, it's informative anyway, I think. It's such a slow week that we actually have Walt Disney World news. A shocker, I know. Also, World of Disney reopens. A Ralph sneak peek is coming to Disneyland. Mary Poppins returns and more on this pointless episode of the Mousepire podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> Made you look. Yeah, Gangster's Paradise. That's uh, where I went. I went to Sin City, went to Las Vegas for that LDI uh, show that we talked about last week. I don't mess with that religion. <laughs> and uh, hey, it was pretty cool. It was fun. I saw a bunch of lights and i got blinded let me just say were you wrapped up like a deuce (laughs) blinded by the light no i wasn't um but uh let me just tell you real quick there was this one booth now this uh ldi is uh live design international this is where all the lighting designers go and all the people who sell lights i've talked about last week concert lighting is that where they go after they've blinded everybody um they they went somewhere But there was this one booth, and they were showing this light off, and they uh, had, you know, it's all programmed with music and everything. And basically, it was like a bright, bright strobe. They had, I don't know, 50 of them in this booth, and they were all going off. Now, it was so bright that the company was actually giving out sunglasses. It was crazy bright. Future's so bright. It, something was really bright. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I met. Tim the Tech down there, and uh, going around, checking out different booths, asking different questions about certain things. He's looking for a, a new hazer, which is like a fog machine, but it's really light. It produces a haze, not a fog. I thought that was a person you used to uh, wrap somebody up in duct tape. Oh, no, no, no. This is not a fraternity thing. <laughs> but um, So it was pretty tight. Uh, real quick, I mentioned last week about that one company called Black Tracks, which is what they use at uh, Disney at the parks. And I got to see it firsthand. And it was really cool. I'm going to post a video of uh, what I shot there. And basically they had um, 
they had this performer there, and she had two uh, sensors on her wrist. They basically look like a, a watch, look like a uh, eye watch, and the sensors basically just followed her movement. So she was doing, she was uh, standing on like a LC, uh, LED screen, uh, a screen on the bottom, a screen behind her, and every time she moved, the motion like um, it kind of like dragged with her on the screen, so you can see her waving and things like that, which was really, really tight. One of the things she did was grab this, um, I just think of uh, the people on the corners standing with the signs to advertising new houses or businesses, stuff like that. So she grabbed this little sign thing, which was white, and she was moving it around, and the projection shot right at, at, at that little screen. And every time she moved, it moved with her. So I was like, wow, it's just crazy how that worked. And then like at Disney over at uh, for the... Frozen Live and Fantasmic, they used it for those shows for lighting, and they had those lights on her, and when she moved, the lights moved with her, so I thought that was pretty cool, it was cool to see firsthand, to see how all that works, and I never, you know, seen the video production of that side, so I don't know if uh, maybe that's something that we'll see in the future at Disney, using the motion uh, sensing, following the performers with the video and things like that, it's pretty tight, so... That was cool to see that. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, I met Tim the Tech there. We were going around different booths, and then he told me that uh, he saw one of the guys that um, programmed Fantasmic. He was there, and uh, then the guy who basically uh, programmed Water Color was there too. I didn't get to talk to either of them. One of them just walked by real quick because Tim was about to tell me, and then he's, oh, he just passed by. So I didn't get to meet him, but uh, I guess from what Tim said, he basically figured out how to program the water fountains with the, what is called um, DMX controllers. DMX is run, used to control lights and stuff like that. He figured out, or I don't know, a way to use the DMX on with the... Uh, Up in here? No, not that DMX. But... <laughs> Hey, we have a such short, uh, sh- such a short show today. I got to get all in all the one-liners I can. <laughs> so basically, he'd figure out how to uh, use DMX to control the water fountains and everything. That's what Tim told me. So I'm just going by that. But yeah, those people were there. I know there's some other Disney people there. Were there? I heard some guy saying that all oh, this guy from Disney was there and all this other stuff. So anyway, it was pretty cool. It was a three-day event. Lots of walking. I did a lot of walking. And guess what I used for the first time? Cane? Oh, that's a good idea. But no, <laughs> I used Lyft. Whoa. Yes. I used Lyft Whoa. for the first time. Now, is there any reason you used Lyft over Uber? Yeah, because all the negativity is coming out of Uber. I'm like, I don't want to support them right now. So and, uh, Lyft has a better looking light thing in the, in the <laughs> that they have in the front of the window. It's true. <laughs> so I went with Lyft. You know what? I'm just kidding. It wasn't because of that. It was basically, I was uh, on uh, Facebook, and there was uh, advertising for Lyft, and it said, uh, get $50 in rides for free. I was like, oh. So I looked into it, and basically they were giving you $5 off each ride, you know, so I get 10 rides for $5 off, whatever, each ride. And um, I said, oh, I'm going to use this. So I was staying over at Circus Circus, and it only cost me $3 to go from Circus Circus over to the convention center. That's legit. I mean, because Lyft is the one that actually, uh, I don't know if you've seen about how the Republicans in Kansas closed all the polling locations in Dodge City. 
and how the Mexicans would have to take a bus and then walk like miles to get to the nearest polling location. Right. But Lyft is going to Lyft has agreed to give all of the Mexicans in Dodge City or all anybody else who wants to go. Uh, I just say them because they're primary, but they're giving all of them rides to the polling location for free. That's cool. So that's legit on uh, Lyft. Uh, so way to support the more legit of the two. There you go. Clearly, see, I knew I knew something right. It wasn't all about saving money. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty. I I I used it for the first time, and I'm not one to be using things like that and those type of services. But it worked out for me. It was great. I don't trust nobody. I know that too. And uh, I've never done it before. I don't know if you know how it works, Anthony. Uh, no. Besides them picking you up. That, I, I think. It's I mean, I know there's an app and all that stuff, and you know, facial recognition, and <laughs> basically. So I mean, it was pretty cool because I uh, signed up for it. You know, you put your email in, you put your phone number in, your information. You know, you create a profile. Profile. You put your picture in. So I, I took a picture, and then I, I request a lift, and it told tells you that this person, my very first driver, his name was Harley. Pretty cool guy. And he was actually from Rialto. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. All world. Yeah, so yeah, that was crazy. The guy was from where I live. His name was Harley, and he gave a picture of what he looked like and uh, said he was driving a certain color car, what kind of car it was, and the license plate number. So this is all new to me. Soccer. In case, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure other people use these type of services, but I was really impressed by that. And if it's only going to cost me three bucks to go down there, then I don't have to pay for parking. So that was awesome. So, yeah, I, I took advantage of the lift, and I went uh, there and back. And then I actually took it over to uh, Paris, the hotel, to go chill over there and check out a band. And, uh, yeah, and then used it on the way back and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Uh, I had a great time in Vegas, but I did do a lot of walking you know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, that's not true because my feet still hurt. Yeah, that's usually how it goes in Vegas. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we got some uh, 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 notifications saying that the world of Disney was opening. Well, basically, they're going to be doing the, the big old grand opening, re-grand opening presentation thing on October 26th. And actually, the whole store opened up on, was it Friday? Something like that. Did we already know that they were supposed to be opening on the 26th? or No, no. We had no date okay. on when they were actually going to open up. Well, that's what this post is actually mainly about. It was another one of those ones where the uh, you know the uh, the main story was actually buried in another story. Right. Even though this one was actually in the uh, headline. But, yeah, they just talk about some new merchandise that is uh, Mickey Mouse Club themed. And then they also go on to talk about some new... Halloween merchandise that they not Halloween some new Christmas merchandise that will be coming specifically I guess to the World of Disney stores in California and Florida uh, it says the World of Disney stores will be the first shops to, this year to offer the Disney Parks holiday collection oh I guess this is the annual collection that they have but it's just they'll have it at World of Disney first I guess okay before it probably goes to like wherever else it usually goes. Company D. Well, I was thinking like the uh, the Shop Disney app or maybe yeah, just yeah. Uh, DisneyStore.com. Or, uh, but they got the usual nutcrackers, headwear, ugly sweaters, <laughs> uh, dining wear, 
you know, with plates and full service for your holiday meals and everything. Now, real quick, if you guys uh, follow social medias, I posted all the the pictures of the Christmas merchandise that they already have up, and uh, they have this new item. And I, I just, you know, I, I get pictures sent to me saying, hey, this is up here and this is that. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and post it. And I posted the pictures, but then there's a, um, they have a uh, stitch, Christmas stitch, a plush doll thing. It's called Holiday Mischief with Stitch. It says possible, naughty, or nice, stitch, plush, and storybook. So it comes with a storybook. It, basically, it says right here, a new family holiday tradition. So basically what it looks like is their version of Elf on the Shelf. Oh. That's what it looks like. I guess. Yeah, so I, I mean, like I said, I just saw the picture, I posted it, and then everyone's saying it's kind of like an Elf in the Shelf type of thing. It comes with a storybook, and I'm not sure how much that costs, but that's one of the items there at the World of Disney. Uh, so according to some of the comments I'm seeing here, uh, this is saying that the World of Disney store actually opened in full on Friday, yeah, that's the nineteenth. Yeah, that's why I thought it was Friday and opened up. Because uh, there was a comment here saying that they went there on last Thursday on the eighteenth, and was and there was a cast member outside saying that the full store would be open on the nineteenth at eleven thirty a.m. Oh, okay. And then there's another person who commented that they were very disappointed to find out the dates on this story were wrong. This was posted on the twenty. This was commented on the twenty second. So. Is that today? Yeah, today. So Monday. And they said the World Disney Store at Downtown Disney is already completed and open, and the Mickey Mouse Club merchandise is already being sold, and most of the popular sizes are already sold out. Well... Before their store is even officially open. That's the thing. That's why I said on the 26th is going to be the official grand reopening with the ceremony and everything. You know... Hey, we we said before that Disney just wants to sell their stuff. So as soon as they can get that that open, they're going to open it and start selling the stuff that they you know already have and want to put out for Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And you know, having part of the store closed is basically makes them lose money. And as soon as you can get something open, you that's what you want to do. So I don't care about these people complaining because we are already know. Hey, it's going to open as soon as they can. And if they're going to do their official opening on the 26th, that's fine because a lot of people do that. A lot of businesses do that. Not, nothing just nothing Disney, but a lot of places have their you know soft openings. And but we're going to have our grand opening this weekend. But well, you, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that take Disney Parks blog post uh, as gospel. Oh right, and that they whatever the date on here, they take it to be true. Why wouldn't they? I mean, if they have if they're if they're just casual fans or just people that like doing shopping and don't really pay attention to a lot of things that go on. I mean, I can understand how somebody would get upset if if the if this this post was from last Thursday from the 18th where this post says that it's not going to be open until the 26th but yet the store actually opened the day after this post was made. <laughs> I could see how somebody who's waiting until the 26th to find out today Monday that the store has already been open for three days. <laughs> I can see that, how that would be upsetting. I mean, we do talk a lot of crap on this podcast about people who, and they're complaining, but this is actually one of those cases where, I mean, I don't know this person, Jimmy, but, I mean, if there's somebody that just goes by what the Parks blog says, then, I mean, you can't really fault them for being upset that it says it's going to be open on the 26th, and then they open on the, ni- on the uh, 19th. It is kind of dirty 
I don't know. Stuff is going to be there, and I mean, they're just especially gonna... something like that. It's one thing for them to say a ride is going to open one day, and then it opens a completely different day. But if they say that they're open grand grand opening of blah blah blah, you know, you're going to be like, okay, well, I'm not. I don't need to go to the park until the 26th. Then all of a sudden, you see people posting, oh, it's been open. All this shit is sold out. Sorry, Charlie. Well, Charlie can come back later when they get the sizes back. Yeah, they up. said that they asked a cast member when they would be restocking. And, of course, <laughs> cast member didn't know. Now, we don't need to repeat one of Tim's favorite sayings. All right. Because if he was here, he would be saying it. But he's not. Right. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So, you know what? Hey, guess what? The World Disney Store is open. Yeah, World Disney Store is open. Uh, it'll have been open by the time you hear this podcast. It'll have been open almost a whole week. Yep. And uh, by the time you hear this podcast, uh, you can go for the grand reopening, uh, official grand reopening on this Friday. So, you know, it's up to you uh, whether you care about Mickey Mouse Club merchandise and Christmas shit. <laughs> Otherwise, you can just go look at it. Uh, from what I hear, it's pretty underwhelming, the new design of the Disney store. Of the world of Disney Store is pretty underwhelming. I don't know what you think. Uh, just everybody I've seen that's been over there, it, they'd like the old one better. I I don't know. I mean, I've seen pictures, but I have to go in my you know in person and check it out. As far as I'm concerned, the only thing that would make it better is if they were to, had been able to knock out some of those center walls and make it more open. Because that was my oh, only ever my yeah. only ever complaint was just it seemed too crowded. Yeah, like there was either too many too many. Uh, you know, merchandise stands in the middle, or there was too many upper pillar like walls and stuff. Right, right. So, I mean, if they made it more open and and not feel so constrained in there, then that would be my only thing that I would be happy about. But I mean, from what I yeah, from what I hear, the uh, the architecture in there is kind of. Eh. Well, one thing that's pretty cool in there is the lighting. They have some lights uh, on the ground. It has the images right here. It has a Mickey Mouse Club logo, which is which is pretty cool because it has a three color logo. So that's pretty tight. I got to see how long those last. Well, it's projection up there, so it's, no one's going to touch them or anything. And then they have one with uh, Mickey, and uh, I don't know what it is really. Kind of looks like a snowflake, but a compass type of thing. But it's, it's rotating, and uh, looks pretty cool with the. Little things rotating around the Mickey logo. Kind of looks like the fun wheel, but it's it's really not the fun wheel. It looks like if the fun wheel was a compass. Yeah, yes. I mean that's one of that's one of the lighting that uh, is in there. It looks really cool. Those were the two that I was sent. Maybe there's more. So yeah, I really I have to go in there myself to check it out and see what I think. But I mean we've seen pictures of one half that uh, that was already done. And, you know, in the Disney Parks blog, when they said they were going to reimagine this, they basically said what what they were going to do, what kind of style they were going with. And they gave a little rendering. So you you were expecting, you know. You're a rendering. I try not to be. But you were expecting, you know, it's going to be different from what it was before. To me, I don't care about the change that goes in, went in there. I'm only going to go in there to buy something I really want. Other than that, I'm not even going to step foot in there. A lot of times when I do go in there, it's just to say, oh, what what do they have new? So I really don't care, you know, about the design or anything. It's not anything I'm going to lose sleep over or, or petition about. Petition this. <laughs> exactly. All right, so, hey, uh, we have a sneak peek coming up, and we were talking about this last week, which is really funny. 
Yes, we were debating on uh, which, now that we know that both previews that are in the Sunset Sunset Showcase and the ones at Tomorrowland Theater will both be closing on November 2nd, right? Uh, 4th. No, 4th. So Sunday, November 4th. Yes. They will be, be the last day of both of those that we were debating on when the new one would be going in there. And I had mentioned as early as the ninth with a preview on the eighth that Ralph could be going in there with Mary Poppins possibly later in the month or whatever. Well, you know, I never like to say what that I'm right. Oh wait. Liar. I do. Well I was right too because I said Wreck It Ralph was gonna go into Tomorrowland. Yes, you got that part right. And I got the date right, right? I don't remember. I the- just edit the thing. <laughs> well no, I did I said the ninth because I said by the following right. Thursday or when Friday technically. And yes, I was right. It will be uh, November 9th. And they actually, uh, for once, they're giving a beginning and ending date for it because it will be beginning November 9th and ending December 9th. So it's going to be having exactly a one-month run. The preview of Ralph Breaks the Internet will be shown at the Tomorrowland Theater in 3D, and it will go from November 9th to December 9th. Coolness. I don't know what that means, why it's only running for exactly that one month. It's too soon for that uh, Mary Poppins to replace that. Mary Poppins has to be going into the Sunset Showcase Theater by mid to end of November because Mary Poppins, I think, opens on December 16th or something like that. So it's curious of why they only have the Ralph one going for one month right. unless they already have something in mind for the month of December in December for the other because we wouldn't be seeing any previews or anything for anything else, at least until next year. Right. So I don't know why they're limiting, because usually these things run for about a month and a half, don't they? Yeah, it depends. I mean... Although I think we're only going to end up with exactly a month on the uh, Nutcracker preview. And, of course, that one is ending on the exact same weekend that the Nutcracker opens. Yeah. So that's, yeah. at least with this one, you're going to get at least a couple extra weeks out of Ralph. And, of course, uh, you just look for your between now and the 8th. You will probably get your notice that the employ or, uh, yeah. that the AP preview will be on the November 8th in the evening. Now, we're, we're, we're expecting that, but there was that one time that there wasn't an AP preview. Was there one? Yeah. I don't remember. So, I... Was I, that at the Tomorrowland Theater? Yes. Okay, so it's possible. Have we had a AP preview for any of the ones at Tomorrowland Theater? I'm not sure. Okay. So because of the fact that it's at Disneyland, we can't guarantee that there's going to be an a AP preview on the Thursday. Uh, just stay tuned. If we don't have the information by the week of, then yeah. it would probably happen. We would probably find out like the day after we record or something that week. So We'll see. We'll just have to wait and see, but for sure on November 9th, which is the same day that Christmas starts in the parks, you will be able to see Ralph Breaks the Internet preview over there at the uh, Tomorrowland Theater. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of uh, Ralph merchandise in stores at Target and stuff. Uh, Target has an exclusive pack that has a bunch of little about uh, two-inch figurines of characters and the exclusive... In the uh, the Target pack is it comes with three of the princesses. Oh, and uh, it's Mulan, Merida, and I forget what the third one is. But uh, yeah, then they have a lot of other 
they have a very large like 12 inch ralph that make makes noise and stuff and, <laughs> uh they have also a very large vanellope and so they have a lot of really cool merchandise but uh speaking of uh ralph merchandise uh some pins have come out for wreck it ralph of course because as is usual to have merchandise and you know pins is always included yes in the disneyland merchandise but uh and right now as far as we know still available in the parks and released i think uh on the 18th was uh some ralph breaks the internet pins and included in the pins is a pin that if still available in the parks you may want to run down there and get it <laughs> because once uh people i don't know how this got past them but there is a pen with Vanellope on it, and it says "Life's a glitch." Oh, interesting. It's very, very uh, risque. Well, I mean, some people would say it is. I think it's totally like whatever. But right, you know, the type of people that go to certain types of people that go to Disneyland, you know, the what, 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 you know, or the what is that all about? What's Turn around in his grave. Well, Walt's turning into his grave. Uh, pinned inside this land that says glitch. It's implied bitch. <laughs> uh, yes, we all know what life's a glitch is a reference to. But, you know, I mean, you, you obviously have the problematic people that think, oh, what if our child get, wants the pin and says, what asks what it means? Yeah. You explain it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what you do. You just say, "Oh, it's a, it's a, uh, just it's an expression that has to do with female dogs." Yeah, that's all you got to say. Yeah, you don't even have to say the word that's referenced. You just say it's a joke. You don't even have to explain anything. Just say it's a joke. But if the if the kid's seen the first movie, then they know that. Does she say that? She is a glitch. Okay, so they'll understand. It's from them. It's it's. Oh, see, I forgot that you didn't see the movies. Oh, I know that she's a glitch, but what? I the. Unless she says that, yeah. Well, yeah. That's how does she know. say that? Life's a glitch. No, I don't think she says that. But she is a glitch. Okay, so it's basically. Well, I know, but unless it's said in the movie, then you there's no real. They, basically, it's making a pin and saying that for the sake of saying it, unless she actually says it in the in the new movie. Maybe, maybe. So she might say it in the new movie. I don't know. That just if she actually says that in the movie, then it's yet another thing. It's like, oh, how they get that passed. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just whatever. If your kid goes around and starts saying life's a glitch everywhere, at least they're not saying life's a bitch. So, <laughs> basically. But uh, just in case, letting you guys know if you guys are interested in pins that might be uh, controversial, go uh, down then and get get uh, get uh, five or ten of those, and then if they end up being pulled, then you will have something that is rare. If they don't end up getting pulled, you just have a bunch of pins that say life's a glitch. There you go. And uh, real quick, uh, last week, I think it was when we recorded, YouTube went down. Yes. And uh, did you see a little meme was made with uh, Ralph? No, I don't, I don't know think so. I don't know if it was a so. meme or something. I don't know. I, I just saw a quick thing. It was like a YouTube page and Ralph right there because he broke the internet. <laughs> so they're basically just, you know, saying, hey, Ralph broke YouTube. I thought that was funny because I saw that, you know, after all the YouTube thing was, uh, oh, my God, YouTube is broken. Yeah, Ralph uh, broke YouTube last week. Well, that's what he's there for. All right, so we got a... Uh, I don't even know what the point of this is. It just seems like just an extended clip for no reason. But it uh, comes with the headline, Watch a new special look at the music and magic of Mary Poppins Returns. 
Uh, basically, it's just a long extended clip trailer with that highlights music and singing. So and some of the cartoon effects, right? Which you won't be able to see on the podcast. But I saw it, so it's but, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I looking at it without sound, I see a lot of it is just stuff from the trailer, yeah. the last trailer, like the shot of uh, Dick Van Dyke and some of the other dancing and stuff. But uh, hey, let's check it out. Come to look after the bank's children. Us? Oh, yes, you too. But we don't need a nanny. We have grown up a good deal in the past year. Well, we'll have to see what can be done about that. No, not yet. Some people like to splash and play. Can you imagine that? How did she do that? One thing you should know about Mary Poppins. She never explains anything. Perhaps we've learnt when day is done, some stuff and nonsense could be fun. possible even the impossible are you sure this is quite safe not in the slightest ready disney's mary poppins returns ready pg uh it was december 19th not 16th oh okay december 19th is when mary poppins return will return there you go yes cool down for that i like the uh, animation looks really cool yes if you guys haven't seen that, uh, just head over to the Facebook page and go to like D23 or Disney Family and uh, check that out. You can see the that trailer. Uh, you will really enjoy it. I would definitely recommend checking out the trailer. I'd be very interested to find out whether the uh, animation is actually hand-drawn animation or, to keep yeah. in the spirit of the original film or whether they're using uh, you know computer Right, not computer generated, but actual like doing the animation in the computer, right. or whether they actually went old school and went and did hand drawn for it. I'd actually like to find that out at some point because it does have kind of the same look as the original. It does, it does. But then again, sometimes you don't know. I mean, because you have some of the newer movies that aren't CG or computer generated, but they're still done in the computer, like Zootopia and stuff like that. Where you it's it looks too smooth to be hand drawn. Yeah. But this doesn't have that super like perfect look to it. So uh we'll have to wait and see, find out more on the making of. Alright, so since I was uh you know in Vegas for the weekend, I didn't uh, get a chance to head to the parks. I don't think Anthony had a chance to head to the parks. No. So nobody none of us went to the parks. So I don't know what's going on over there. I feel like I'm in, uh, lost in a shuffle or something because I haven't been to the parks in a while. Better than being lost in space. Um, that's true. That's true. I might be scared if I was lost in space. But anyway, just want to go over uh, really quick some refurbs that are going on. Started today, Monday. Uh, Small World and the Small World Toy Shop are closed for refurb, and they will open on November 9th. We're in uh the Christmas season kicks off in the resort, so that's really cool. I can't wait for Christmas because Halloween's already over, right? <laughs> so For you it is. I know. It is over for me. And um, also, we've talked about Matterhorn. will be reopening on November 16th, so uh, quite a ways away from for that one. 
but almost here. Also, got some refurbs that are coming up. Uh, well, Space Mountain will uh, be closed on November 1st to uh, get rid of the ghost. Be open on the 2nd. Uh, Mark Twain will be down uh, November 12th through the 16th. And Indiana Jones will be down from November 27th through the 29th. Nothing going on in DCA. Of course, we uh, know that um, Whitewater Snacks is uh, refurb right now. And the uh, Tangaro Terrace over at the Disneyland Hotel, they're going through their refurb right now. And Wetzel's Pretzels are going to be opening soon. I don't know about a date for that in downtown Disney. Yeah, a lot of things coming up. And you know what I saw today, Anthony? I saw that they were doing, uh, they're going to be doing auditions for uh, Fantasmic. Whoa. Yeah, auditions for uh, Fantasmic. If uh, you guys want to be in Fantasmic, you can go and uh, audition for that. All right, so uh, the auditions for um, performers for Fantasmic. Uh, they're looking for people four eight and a half to five three, and uh, the audition is on Sunday, October twenty eighth, at nine a.m. Now, if you are and uh, if you are interested in this, I suggest you head over to jobs.disneycareers.com, and you can check that out there. And they also have uh, they're also looking for performers that are five three to five seven. So that's your goofy range over there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that audition for that height is uh, October 28th at 1 p.m. So that's just a few uh, stuff that are going on for um, Fantasmic Auditions. Like I said, head over to jobs.disneycareers.com and you can see all the jobs that they have available that they're looking for if you want to be a performer. It does not only include here in California. It includes all the Disney parks. They even have one here for Florida, and they have one for Hong Kong. So, yeah, so if you can check those out, if you guys are interested in uh, performing in Fantasmic. After I graduated from high school is when Fantasmic uh, came out, and one of my friends was actually a performer on Fantasmic. Speaking of Fantasmic, yeah, one of my friends was a performer on Fantasmic. He was one of the monkeys, also a pirate on the ship, and he was Aladdin at the end on uh, Mark Twain. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, so uh, real quick, don't forget that November 4th is the last day for those uh, sneak peeks that are going on that we talked about, but also for the Pixar Play Parade over at Disneyland. That's the last day for that parade. And uh, Paint the Night will be over on November 7th. So that will be the last day you can catch Paint the Night over there, and we can get ready for Festival of Fatness for the holiday season coming up, like I said, on November 9th. Oh, yes, all the yummy treats. I wonder if they're going to have any uh, good lemonades. I, I'm just uh, hoping they have some nice, nice, nice lemonades. Lemonade! And, of course, um, maybe get some good dessert snacks. I can't wait to see what they have. Hopefully, we'll get some menus pretty soon of what they're going to be having for the Festival of Holidays over at uh, DCA. So, yeah, don't forget, those are the two last nights. Those are the two last performances for for Pixar Play is November third, November 4th, and Paint the Night is November 7th. So, yeah, go check those out before they say bye. Bye. All right, so we don't usually talk about Walt Disney World stuff here, but we just wanted to 
we may or may not have mentioned something about a new ticketing system that was going to be coming. Yeah, a lot of times we'll talk about it. Me and Anthony will talk about it. But then I'm like, did we talk about it on the podcast? I I went through my notes and I don't have anything written down that we were going to talk about it. So if we talked about it, then you guys already know. But if we didn't, then hey, it's the news to you. And if we did talk about it, we didn't really go into details, but just so you guys know for future reference for anybody who might be planning a trip to Florida that they have a new ticketing system with the rollout of their new online planning tool, but also annual passes and parking has all gone up at Walt Disney World. So just to run through that real quick, the highest increase was actually be it was only $45, so it wasn't really like the last increase that we had here. But the Platinum Pass increased from $949 to $994. The Platinum, according to this, did not go up. It stayed at $849. The Gold went from $589 to $609. And the Silver went from $439 to $479. So if you are listening in Florida, which is very unlikely, because if we had people listening in Florida, we probably would have heard from you by now. (laughs) Uh, But if we do have anybody listening in Florida and you want more Walt Disney World content, you have to email us, yes. mousepire at gmail.com. Otherwise, you guys don't exist. Right, exactly. But uh, we do talk about you in, uh, just in case we don't want to offend. <laughs> but uh, So, yeah, those are the passes. The parking has gone up from standard parking from $22 to $25, which now catches up with what we are already been paying here. Uh, oversized rate re- increased from 27 to 30 and preferred increased from 45 to 50. And, of course, everybody that was getting free parking before will continue to get free parking, including guest hotel, hotel guests, select annual pass holders, premium pass holders, premier passport holders, and whoever else. Yeah, they're lucky that the hotel guests get free parking because we don't get that here. Nope. You got to pay your 50 bucks a day for parking. Okay, it's not 50 bucks a day, but it might as well be. <laughs> now, these increases come in the wake of, as we were talking about, a new online ticket planning system. It offers you in-depth looks at park offerings, tips from Disney Parks mom panelists, and entertainment suggestions based on individual guests' personal preferences, in addition to a whole new way to purchase park tickets. Uh, the tool now offers an interactive online calendar, compares different ticket prices based on the dates guests choose to visit the parks uh there's a short little video that i'll just go ahead and play for you guys just uh like i said not only is this for people in florida but anybody that might be planning trips to florida right this is all very important things that you should know uh just so you know how the new ticketing system works Okay, never mind. There's absolutely no talking in this video. It's just uh, visuals, so uh, never mind about the video. Never mind, but you still heard it anyway. Yeah, you heard that uh, that that uh, elevator music. Yeah, I thought I was on the People Mover yes. new version. <laughs> so I'm going to skip down. I'm just going to tell you guys with the premiere of the new system, Disney says select tickets have decreased, increased, or stayed the same depending on the start date length of the ticket. In the example of a three-day ticket with a start date of February 10th, 2019, guests will now be paying $4 less per day 
than with the prior system. An example showing the opposite effect where guests will pay more money would be when purchasing a six-day ticket starting on Thanksgiving, which will now cost $5 more more per day. Now, this all sounds very confusing. I'm hoping that Diggs will go through uh, and find where this is all listed out, maybe, and then he could post it on the Facebook page so you guys can check it out there. Because otherwise, like I said, this is all rather confusing. Like I said, it uses the examples. A six-day ticket starting November 22nd of this year would cost $5 more per day. A one-day ticket on Christmas Day would cost the same. A three-day ticket starting February 10th next year would cost $4 less. A six-day ticket starting July 4th of next year would cost $3 more. And a two-day ticket starting August 26th of next year would cost $4 less per day. Now, when I say less per day, that that's less than previously going to the on the same time. So in other words, basically, to break it down, off-seasons will cost less. So, like, February, you know, through through uh, probably uh, Memorial Day, and then end of summer through probably Christmas or something, I don't know, would be less. But then summer and Christmas time would be more than what you were paying before. So, like I said, it's all very confusing. If you guys really want to know about it, you guys could look it up, or hopefully we'll try and find something and get it posted. If not, like I said, you guys should definitely check it out if you are, are planning a trip to Walt Disney World. Uh, in other news, just to help, because <laughs> we have kind of a short podcast today, so we're just kind of fill up some other news from Walt Disney World. And because, you know, our newest hotel here got canceled, uh, Walt Disney World just announced two more. So they announced a 15-story new hotel that's going to be going at the Coronado Springs Resort. And then they also announced a new deluxe natured-inspired resort that will be coming in 2022 and that will be coming to the bay lake shoreline and it'll be located between disney's wilderness lodge and fort wilderness resort and campground it will be themed to complement its natural surroundings and include more than 900 hotel rooms and proposed disney vacation club villas spread across a variety of unique accommodation types interesting so I don't know if this, uh, as far as Vacation Club, is being added to, so they have another Vacation Club since they're not getting the extra one here, or if this was always plan- in the plannings to be a Vacation Club or whatever. Uh, it says, this resort experience will be a celebration of Walt Disney's lifelong love and respect for nature with some fun and even surprising accommodation types that families will find irresistible. It will give our members and guests yet another opportunity to stay in close proximity to all of the newest attractions, experiences in our theme parks, and with flexibility, value, and world-class service families expect from Disney. Uh, they do have a concept art, and it looks very, very green and pretty. <laughs> As I said, uh, for this says 2019, so this must be already being built or whatever, but in Disney's Coronado Springs is being reimagined for 2019 with a new 15-story tower overlooking Lago Dorado. 
You're a Dorado. It will have a 500. It will have 545 new guest rooms and suites, including a two-level entrance lobby, concierge lounge, meeting spaces, and other stuff. Uh, on the rooftop, you can dine in a specially table service restaurant with panoramic views. Yeah, see, they're taking all the ideas from the hotel from here and they're putting them in other places. Exactly. So that's what happens. Because we were supposed to, you were supposed to get that almost rooftop dining experience to see the fireworks at the new hotel. It says they already have 1,800 existing guest rooms, so I'm guessing this is just a new tower that's being added onto the existing resort area. And, of course, these go along with the previously announced Riviera Resort near Epcot that will open also next year. And also the immersive Star Wars-inspired resort, which will be coming adjacent to Galaxy's Edge. Of course, I don't think we have. We don't have a date on that one yet. All right, we got one more for those Disney, or for those, uh, yeah, Disney-related or Disney Parks-related Funko Pop collectors. In case you haven't stood in enough lines for uh, Splash Mountain-related ones and Haunted Mansion-related ones and all the other ones that they've had, now you'll be able to get one for the Pirate Red. Once again, that's R-E-D-D. Yes. She will be debuting her pop on in the both all the Disney parks on, well, not all the Disney parks, but I mean, you know, here and in Florida on the October 27th. So if you guys want that, you guys know what to do. You guys need to go early and uh, go early, stand in line and uh, get your red pop. It's not actual red pop either. I was thinking, ooh. Popsicle. Hey. B. Oh. Wait, are we done already? No. Well. Well, I mean, besides, uh, what? Mail. Yes. We have a uh, part two from Mr. Knight's food review. This is his continuation from the last email that uh, he sent in last week. So here's part two. And remember, he went, uh, he took his birthday off and he went to go eat at a Blue Bayou. And he had all those de- delicious uh, food and everything. And, of course, he had a mint julep and uh, all that kind of stuff. So we're continuing with that. He says, so this is just wrapping up the last email with the last of the goodies. And so, I am, as I mentioned before, this was a couple of Disneyland trips. And I got to eat at the Blue Bayou twice. So I had the ribeye. It was good during the Halloween party that I decided to have it again. However, if you notice the picture, it's carrots instead of broccoli. Either way, this is still delicious, and if I had to complain, I'd be like Disney cut off the top of the carrot. <laughs> Come on, guys, don't be lazy. So, yeah, uh, I guess he went back for seconds on that uh, entree. So, as I have talked in a previous episode how I loved the gumbo from the Jazz Kitchen, I always have to have the the Nolens gumbo when I dine at Blue Bayou. To me, it's such a delicious starter that I just wish that Disney would just make it or offer it as a entree side instead of only as a starter. So would I have this again? It's a must. I will have it again. Would I recommend it to the listeners? Oh, yes. So he says, so here's a picture of the keepsake that I was able to take home from my dessert from the dining package at Blue Bayou. Sent a picture of that. It's something that uh, you can use when you go glowing with Michael. Uh, he said this, uh, this is the other keepsake, which is that light at lanyard. It's really cool. It's a light at little lanyard with uh, the pumpkin Mickey face on it. And uh, 
Yeah, the part that goes around your neck has glows also. Uh, this was also the bag of candy that they gave you on that dining package. Of course, this bag is less than halfway because they give some good candy. Wow. So, so they gave you a, a bag of candy for that dining package. Pretty cool. So I also mentioned that I love the mint julep from Blue Bayou. Now for me, this just tastes completely different from the the one that you get at the mint julep bar. On the on the plus side, it's unlimited refills. That's a good plus. At Blue Bayou? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I knew that. I don't think I did either. And um, after paying that much money, <laughs> then that's a really good deal. The last two items on the list are both from Zocalo. It would have been three, but Rancho, you failed me. So we wanted to try the frozen abuelita uh, chocolate and horchata, but the stupid cast member were claiming that it was going to take 20 minutes to have the horchata ready since they had ran out. Remember about cast members. Dirty. So Rancho, you get to let down in the dirty award on this one. So now that I got this small rant out of the way, we tried the orange sugar skull pot de creme, now, when I glanced at it, I was expecting this to be super sweet and overpowering and was like going to need to have a gallon of water or milk just to finish this. Yeah, I was dead wrong. This is really good. It had hints of abuelita chocolate blended into like a mousse and then like a chocolate pudding and then some chocolate cake hidden deep in there. Ooh, deep in there, Anthony. Wow. It was so good that me and my girlfriend were just like waiting to get a spoonful of it, borderline fighting for it. Now, I'm going to say this. I've said it before. I understand this is your first time trying this and you had like thinking oh, I was going to be too sweet. So it's a good thing to share. But then you're like, wait a minute. I don't want to share this anymore. Get your own. <laughs> right. I, I, I always, I don't like sharing my desserts. Probably would have been like, oh, I think you're done. <laughs> the rest is mine. So would I have this again? I would definitely have it again. It was that good. Would I recommend it to the listeners? Yes. And if you can bypass the line since it's literally towards the rear of the entrance, closer to the register, or just walk in on the register side, grab it and pay for it. Finally, we are down to the last item on this literal food journey. We had to finish with the traditional flan. So I've had my fair share of flan. Some are super sweet where it's like two bites, okay, I'm done. To some that were sweet enough that you will, you will kill the entire piece you got served and still go back for more a couple of times. This one was so light and creamy that was completely unexpected, especially after having that pot de creme. I was expecting the sweetness of caramel and was just like, where is it? And just made me keep eating more and more of it. It was good and almost to an addicting point where I was like, I need more of it. So would I have it again? <laughs> I, uh, I probably would have it again and see if there are different tastes, depending on how it's made that day. Would I recommend it to the listeners? Yes, and let me know if you experience the same thing. I did where I felt like I needed to eat more of it to get my traditional flan flavor. Do you like flan? Depends. If it's real runny or kind of slimy, I won't eat it. But if it's nice and firm, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the only time I'll eat is when it's nice and firm. This one looks pretty firm. It doesn't look like any flan that I've ever had. The color, it looks just, colors look weird, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Uh, with that note, man, I can re- truly reflect back and see that I spent a really great birthday with friends and loved ones. Enjoy some really, really good Disney food. Thanks, Mozpire crew, for the birthday shout-out, and Michael, the OG mail guy, for that birthday shout-out at the parks when we bumped into each other at DCA in the smoking section. <laughs> Got to enjoy my birthday cigar with friends and a cold beer. So until next time, always remember that when it's your birthday, you indulge in nothing but succulent dishes and visit the parks and end up in a food coma for sure this time. I'm Mr. Knight, and this has been another Food Time with Mr. Knight. Adios, caballeros. Well, next time, Mr. Knight, you need to uh, invite the Mouse Pyre crew, and uh, we can uh, help indulge in some uh, food with you, and uh, we can experience some food coma with you all as well what do you think anthony i'm in <laughs> i'm in too i right, thank you for your part two email there mr knight appreciate that all right so our next email is from um it's a surprise i told anthony i wasn't going to tell him who this email was from but it's uh someone who hasn't written in a while and is not um jake from state farm oh okay well that's that's all i had that's all you had uh I don't know who we haven't heard from in a while. They have a nickname. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> it's from Fancy Nancy. Wait, I just thought we heard from her a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's from Fancy Nancy, and uh, she's going to be talking about episode 135 and 133. So we'll start with 135. Just wanted to drop a note and say hello, and I'm really digging your, your new quad squad, a.k.a. Anthony, Diggs, Dan, and Tim. Anthony mentioned no one made a guess, but what was the question? Can you even remember? What? Exactly. That answers that question. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to be more specific. Nobody made a Oh, she's talking about the uh, uh, Mouse Pirate No More. Oh, yes. Yes. Has if to be she's that. referring to Mouse Pirate No More, that was a reference to the old... Late 70s or early, late 70s, I believe, Spider-Man story where Spider-Man quit and the name of the story was Spider-Man No More. Uh, They also made reference to that in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2 when he quits being Spider-Man and he throws the suit away and then they have that whole montage. I think it's to Walking on Sunshine or... Maybe. Something, I don't know. Uh, Episode... Why is she always going to be referring to old shit? <laughs> because that's how far behind she is. Oh, I thought she had caught up. Hey, episode uh, 133 is Mouse Power No More. Oh, okay, then yes. Uh, but she was talking about 135, but then again, on 135, you said no one guessed. Right. All right, so uh, episode 133, did Anthony really break up with Star Wars? <laughs> since it's been forever since I've emailed or heard the podcast, what are the important Important things I've missed in the past couple of months. Uh, we're still called Mousepire. Hope all is well, Nancy. Not so fancy, she says. So uh, now my question is: is um, if she's on 133 and was wondering what's going on, has she been listening since 133 and went to 35? That's the question, Nancy. Are you caught up? I mean, now? if she was caught up in theory, she would have already known the answer to the question. Yes, she because would've... obviously we're still here and we're obviously still Mousepire. So um, I don't know. Maybe she 
she hasn't got to the episode where I don't have a tube anymore. Oh, right. But yeah. That's 138. You still have a tube. <laughs> uh, we're going to take it back. Uh, spoilers, Nancy. We actually already renamed the the uh, podcast. We're not called Mousepire anymore. We're called Gunpire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know. All we talk about is James Gunn. Yes. And yes. what happens with him. And uh, as soon as he takes over for DC, uh, this is going to become a DC podcast. Yeah, that was episode 137. Annie, get your gun. Followed by 139, half gun will travel. Uh, followed by 140, top gun. <laughs> uh, and then uh, episode uh, 146, Taylor's got a gun. Right. So yeah, those are gun podcasts. So I don't know. Uh, good question, Nancy. I don't know if uh, you're all caught up now. Oh, I got it. It's a, a gun, the gun cast. Gun cast. And then all the NRA people will come listen to us for at least one or two episodes until they realize it's not actually about guns. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things you've missed in the couple of months. You just really have to just go, have back, to go back and listen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a I, hotel was announced and then was canceled. There you go. Uh, businesses closed and one reopened. Yes, one wants to come back. And, uh, uh, pirates closed and then reopened, although it was probably closed when she was. Last listen. Pirate still doesn't have fast pass. Right. Uh, Matterhorn will soon have fast pass. Yes. Well, they already did. They're doing the queue for fast pass. Right. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes. So, yeah, a lot of things. Just go back and listen. All right. Thank you for your email, Fancy Nancy. Nice to hear from you again. All right. Next email is from Wreck It Rachel. Her subject line is still not a lot to report about anything. Hey, guys. As you can see by my subject, I still don't have a lot going on disney related my mom has surgery this week so i've been taking care of her because my dad is a terrible nursemaid we love him but he's bad at that (laughs) right now we are watching the hocus pocus 25th anniversary halloween bash on freeform my favorite halloween movie if they ever decide to bring that hocus pocus show from walt disney world to disneyland i will gladly pay to go to the halloween party again I think the idea for a skywalk, a skyway walkway from the park lot, from the parking lot to somewhere in downtown Disney is a really great idea. I never take the tram again. Right now, with all the lines for bag check, are terrible, and it's way faster to walk. True, or maybe it just seems that way. You know, I I think uh, when you're walking and you have something to look at, it's not as a far walk as you think being on a road and you trying to get somewhere and you have nothing to look at so or like having to park all the way down at the one end of city walk and then having to walk all the way down to the other end to go to uh to get into universal studios you have all the city walk to look right, at right or something like that right in this case that's why i was making the comment uh, last week about if they were to extend downtown disney over and extend it into the old into the current downtown Disney parking. If they were to extend all of down uh, downtown Disney all the way down to where that bridge is going to come oh. across, then you would be almost like you're coming straight. It would be like Florida or city walk where you come out of the parking structure and you're right into downtown Disney rather than feeling like you have to, you know, instead of Cause if they did that, they could just eliminate the tram. Right. Right. You wouldn't have to have the tram. The tram is a pain in the ass. It is. That they could totally avoid if they would just extend downtown Disney all the way to the parking structure. And it's not that much further. And there's a parking lot. There's nothing but a parking lot in the way. 
Yeah. All you got to do is put up two or three buildings, maybe one long building on one side and then two, two or three small buildings on the other side, if that, and then you've extended downtown Disney. Basically, you've made downtown Disney into an L, and that connects the parking structure to both parks in a very similar way to actually what down, what CityWalk in, uh, in Florida does, where CityWalk, you go down CityWalk, and then you actually make a turn, and then you get to where... On one side is the entrance to Islands of Adventure. On the other side is the entrance to Universal Orlando. Right. So if they were to extend, just extend downtown Disney through the parking lot all the way to where the pedestrian bridge is going to come across, it would. I think it would be really, really nice. And they could just totally get rid of the tram and just force everybody to walk through downtown Disney, which is what they really should be doing anyways. Because now, how much business does downtown Disney lose because people don't have to go through downtown Disney to get to the parks. My thought is about parking. Like, do you have a lot in the new parking area just for downtown Disney for those people who just want to go and eat something and leave? No. Do they have a, Do they have separate parking at City Walk for just people going to City Walk? No. Everybody basically has to park in the same place. Now, they do have the uh, you know different pricing after six thing, right. which is something that, that downtown Disney could do if they wanted to. But... But this downtown Disney also has the spend $20 and get parking free or whatever it is thing. So that's almost, that's actually kind of better if you look at it, you know. But I think that uh, downtown Disney would be doing a lot better. And they perhaps wouldn't have had so many businesses that have left if everybody was forced to go into downtown Disney. But as it is, you get off the tram, everybody's going to go to the parks. And then by the time everybody's done in the parks, they're going straight to the tram. Only your very few people are going to be going to the right when you get off the trams and going down to Disney. Even less so for, obviously, the people that go to uh, that park in Toy Story. I mean, I think it's a good idea because you're going to, come, you're going to have a lot of people coming in if they, if they were to do it the way you said. And while they're walking towards the parks, they'll be like, oh, we're hungry. Let's stop here at Wetzel's Pretzel. Oh, let's stop here at uh, this place to eat. So it would generate more revenue. Right. Businesses. Right. So I mean, and like I said, it's 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 kind of now uh, Florida is a little bit different. The down Disney Springs or their former downtown Disney is kind of off away from everything, but you can get to all the other parks. You could take the shuttles or whatever from Disney Springs to the other parks. So the Disney Springs is kind of a gateway to all the parks. But like I said, they wanted to do very similar to like what City Walk here or in Florida does. It basically forces everybody to go through City Walk to get to the parks. Yeah. So it's like, it's like I don't know why they weren't doing that from the beginning. They just, you know, take it for granted that people are going to want to go to Downtown Disney. But uh, it it just seems like that they could have avoided a lot of turnover in Downtown Disney of businesses, which they have had a lot of. If in case you haven't noticed that they've had a lot of turnover of businesses. But it would improve the businesses that are there now and the ones that are coming if they would force more traffic to go into downtown Disney. It would be great. And I think they might actually be thinking along those lines by building that pedestrian bridge because it seems like an awful lot of trouble for what right now is only a few people that cross that bridge to go that way. Because the only people that are really doing it are the people that don't aren't are going to straight to downtown Disney and not going to the park. If you make everybody go that way, it's even better. But you almost have to extend downtown Disney all the way 
or to make it more incentive for people to want to go that way. All right, she says, what do you guys think about turning the AMC theater into an actual theater like with a stage where they do Broadway-type shows? I think that would be amazing, and it's not like it wouldn't do well, unless they are planning to bring the movie theater back. It would be a fantastic idea. It would be incredibly probably expensive for them to have to remodel because basically what they would probably end up doing is eliminating all of the smaller theaters, probably, and just taking like the IMAX and the Dolby theaters, and they could turn each of those into like a a stage. Somehow. No, I think uh, she's talking about just gutting the whole building. Oh, get the whole building, and then you make a performance Start from scratch, like a performance basically arts. like build a Hyperion. Or, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. It'd be incredibly expensive, and it'd be something we probably wouldn't see for a couple of years if they decided to do that. And I highly doubt it they would do it, but you know how I mentioned. But how they, instead of bringing in another company that they could just they should just have bring have it be like a uh, another El Capitan yeah. where it could be their own theater. Well, instead of doing that, it could be they could do a they could do maybe a, like a fuller scale like a Hyperion, or they could even do like their own Pantages or something in there. You know, it would be a, that's a great idea. Uh, you know, speaking of that, I've been you know how we I said that I had heard we had heard rumors about how. Uh, something about how the the deal between AMC and Garden Walk had fallen through, but I keep seeing articles that are mentioning that AMC is going to Garden Walk. So I don't know if that was back on or if those rumors about the deal falling through were untrue. But I keep seeing, that as of just recently, uh, Inside the Magic had posted a an update about everything that's going on with the uh, with the West Side of Downtown Disney, and they mention that AMC was still scheduled to go to uh, Garden Walk in 2019. So hmm, I don't know where they're putting it since uh, maybe it's gonna be House inside, of Blues already took over the old theater. Maybe it's going to be inside the new hotel. I don't oh, know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she says, boy, did Mr. Knight's food review make me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll go eat now, but it won't be anywhere near as good as that food. Keep on wrecking it, Rachel. <laughs> All right, thank you for your email, Wreck-It Rachel. Yes, thank you. All right, next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. And her subject line <laughs> is, what the actual heck? You changed the recording date? How could you? Don't you know I need all the time I can get? What are you, Dan? Well, it's funny because um, she did message us saying that, um, you know, basically that she was, she didn't know we moved the, the date. So I took a screenshot of our post saying, hey, about since the World Series is going on, the Dodgers are playing on Tuesday that we were moving the podcast. So the recording date, that is. So I sent her that, and she says that she's not a good Facebooker because she didn't look and see that. <laughs> so thanks do we, to... Do we have to start sending out a newsletter? I was thinking the same thing, too. I was thinking, or actually today, I was thinking... Should I send messages to everyone who emails us? Say that we're... that is a good idea. Actually, that we should maybe come up with like well, a mousefire I... newsletter only for people that have emailed us. But but why do that when we have a Facebook page and we say, "Hey, we're moving our recording date." Isn't that the reason? The, the to be fair, we all know that Facebook is garbage, and that ninety percent of the time you're not seeing all the posts that you should be seeing on Facebook. So unless you're actually going to the mousefire page and looking at everything we've posted which 90 percent of people on facebook don't do because that's not how facebook is supposed to be 
you're just supposed to go on Facebook on your timeline and hope that whatever you want you're expecting to see is there. But we all know that doesn't happen. So in fairness, but then again, you're gonna have to be able. Well, I don't check my emails. Yeah. So you get those people too. So I'm like, unless we want to cover all bases, I don't know how to set up a. Uh, I don't know if there's some special place you can do newsletters or some. Why don't you look into it? Says it's your idea. Sure. <laughs> all right. So. Oh, I know. Maybe this is we can do. Uh, maybe that can be uh, extra Patreon content. Too. There you maybe go. Like a special newsletter. We're moving the podcast. Pay us three dollars a month to find out when we're moving. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, here I am sending a quick email because Dan told me you were recording today instead. No parks for me this week. Thinking of going Sunday morning this weekend to get my walk on and obviously eat some Bangal barbecue after. Yeah. She says, yeah, Mr. Knight, welcome to the miso slaw. <laughs> Deliciousness, that is the rice plate. Oh, so I take it she's had it before, too. Then. I guess so. She loves it, too. Uh, she says, worth every penny. Talk to you later. Don't fire Don't fire me. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> You're not fired. It's all right. Uh, maybe, I guess, in the future, I'm going to have to just say, hey, we're recording. Hey, we're recording. You know what? Maybe we'll do a, uh, we'll get her in on a group text thing. There we go. We'll do a group text thing to everyone who emails and, and yeah, all that. Maybe we'll set up something like that. That'd be a good idea. All right. Well, thank you for your quick email, Giselle the Gazelle. Appreciate that. And I'm sorry we moved it, but you know, the Dodgers are in the World Series. Game starts on Tuesday. And I just want to concentrate on watching the game. I don't want to be here looking at updates on our phones because uh which is exactly why i didn't know if you had realized that game one was on tuesday no i did realize it and i was going to message you later saying hey i want to record on monday because of the game but, oh, okay but, but i beat, beat me, you to yeah, it yeah you beat me to it because that was the that was the whole deal in the first place when i saw game one's tuesday i said oh well we're gonna move it you know but you got to you text me first so we were on the same wavelength so it's all good it's all good in the hood and um, if uh, we're, what, game six on supposed to be on next Tuesday? Yes, if it makes it to game six, it, that is scheduled for next Tuesday, and game seven would be on Halloween. So there's a about a 60% chance. I don't know what the odds are of going to game seven, but what are or of say, game six? Whatever the odds are of going to game six and seven, those are the odds that we're going to have a podcast on Monday, next Monday yes. as well. So all of you normal emailers, you may want to go ahead and get your email in by Sunday or there you go. Monday afternoon. There you go. Regardless. There you go. Because by Sunday, well, actually by yeah, by Saturday or Sunday, we'll know whether there's going to be a game six. So all right, all right. Next email is from Dan the Mailman. Oh, just a note. I don't know if uh, Joey ever if Joey ever listens, but uh, uh, he seems to think that the Boston's going to win in five. So. According to his speculations, there would be no podcast on, or there would be no game on Tuesday. So, but uh, his speculation can go uh, shove it. Exactly. All right. Next email. Giants fan. Next email is from Dan the Mailman, and his subject line is It's what happens when two holidays collide. I'm talking about the long lines. <laughs> Whoa. Got up early Sunday morning and headed out to the park. Toy Story lot wasn't bad at all. Security line on Harbor Side was busy, 
but moved and there were small lines to get into the parks. Through the magic of MaxPass, got a fast pass with Ghost Galaxy and waited in line for Haunted Mansion. Line moved quick, a journey on the train to Tomorrowland and fast passes for Star Tours while in line. Tried the sour apple churro again, this time with the caramel, <laughs> and it was even better. So if you guys remember last time he got it, they didn't have any caramel sauce, so he had it go without it. Marble ordered lunch from Hungry Bear, where they still have straws, but no lids. Ha ha. A few more rides before Star Tours, and then lunch. Uh, here's his, uh, he documented in it. That day, he actually had taken this picture and sent to me to, sent it to me of the straws at Hunger Bear, and he just said, I'm appalled. And I said, no, 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 straws aren't until next year. Yeah, he sent me the same thing, and I was confused, too. I was like, uh, did he miss the memo? Got another fast pass for Thunder Mountain, but decided to abandon it as we still wanted to get some pics with the big pumpkin, and by now, the park was starting to get busy. Spent more money on Haunted Mansion and nightmare before christmas stuff then i would like to admit no not the plush not yet got our pumpkin picks including one with magic and saw the maleficent churro so try that as well uh in the words of my son this is the best thing i have ever tasted wow he gives his thumbs up got the notification that the parking structure was closed and boy i saw it in the toy story lot Police directing traffic off the street until the lines to pay and only one line to exit the parking lot. Overall, had a great day on an early Sunday morning. That I think I may have found a new routine with my kids. I still like to close down this park and will, of course, do that with Mousepire. But during the morning, they got to experience things and I didn't have to worry about them getting sleepy. This new routine might pull me in the park a little more. We will see. Softball season isn't for much longer, and soon it will be the holidays and a whole new set of crowds. I will make my return to the podcast during Thanksgiving week, and will be able to do it a few more times over my winter break. Cool. What's your forecast for the parks in the short period of time that Halloween ends and Christmas begins? Maybe a little ease in the crowd, maybe. Just in that week, or? Yeah, that week. I mean, normally there's two weeks in between Halloween and Christmas, but in this case, there's only really a week, so it's like, uh Yeah, it's, I, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. That weekend, the weekend of the first, maybe, probably one of the, might might be one of the least busiest weekends of the year, but then again... There may be no difference. Yeah, because you have the Halloween party on the Wednesday because it's Halloween on the thirty first, and then uh, then you have November first and second. Will you'll start to see the Christmas stuff coming coming in? I mean, I'm pretty sure by the thirty first, the thirtieth, there's going to be snow on the castle already. Um, I'd be surprised if the snows are not already going on the castle. Yeah. So yeah, that weekend you know ne- uh, it's going to be busy anyway. But during that week, we don't know. Who knows? Can't predict anything nowadays. He says, hope to see you all soon, Dan out. All right, thank you for your email, Dan, the mailman. So, yeah, you never know uh, what's gonna what it's going to be like during that little week after uh, Halloween and the transition into the holidays at Disneyland because, I mean, we're seeing during the weekday that 
parking structures still closing, things like that. Not just the weekend, so you never know. Thank you for your email once again, Dan the Mailman. Giselle the Gazelle, Fancy Nancy's back. Wreck-It Rachel, and that awesome food review from Mr. Knight. If you guys have any comments, questions, your own tip of the week. If you have your own food review, you want to give a quick little review of uh, something you had at the park, all you have to do is email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Mouse Power Podcast. We appreciate you taking your time to listen to us, uh, especially those of you who are listening on YouTube. And uh, yes, Tim uh, is a little behind still. But don't worry, we'll post it up as soon as... Well, he'll post it up as soon as he can. He's busy, busy, busy. But we'll get there soon, so don't worry about that. Uh, shout out to, I believe, is Decibels. I think it's Decibels. Looks like Decibels. I don't know what the L in the wrong spot. I don't know. But I uh, want to say hi to you. Uh, you always uh, comment on our podcast when uh, you listen. So shout out to you. Thanks for listening. Everyone else, you can check out our podcast on YouTube. So we'll get to that later. But yeah. Thanks for listening. Super short show today, but uh, we uh, made it anyway and uh, give you all the information that you guys need to know. Hey, I just want to give a shout out that yesterday at the uh, Anaheim Ducks game that uh, the original duck, <laughs> Paul Correa. Oh, not Donald. No. Oh, not, okay. The original Mighty Duck. Oh, okay. Well, the original oh. real Mighty <laughs> Duck. Okay. Sorry. Uh, the original real... NHL Mighty Duck back when the uh, you know the team was created and they uh, of course you know they were owned by Disney and all that stuff uh, the uh, the the original franchise player of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks Paul Correa of course one of the greatest hockey players of all time had his number number nine retired yesterday in uh, at the Honda Center awesome in a uh, you know great little ceremony. And his uh, number nine is hanging right up next to uh, Tamo Solani's number. Oh, cool. So that's pretty cool. I always have a soft spot for not only the Ducks, but original Ducks. And I've always, Paul Correa was is, was a really, really great player. And, uh, you know, once the Angels leave, the Ducks will be the only game in town. <laughs> Bye, Angels. Sorry, Dan. Sorry. Uh, have fun watching them in Bakersfield. Whoa. Or Vegas. You, yeah, you can go... Uh, Play with the Raiders. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I saw their. I think I saw the area where they're building the stadium. Yeah, pretty cool. You see, uh, Angels play over there. Las Vegas right, Angels. Yeah. Uh, you saw they just named their new manager, right? Or yes, yes, yes. I yeah. saw that. Interesting. So, yeah. So is it going to be the Los Angeles Angels of Las Vegas? Yes. Yes. <laughs> just like it'll be the uh, Las Vegas uh, Raiders of Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, interesting stuff, yes. All right, don't forget to head over to the parks and see the last of the Paint the Night Parade before it ends on uh, November 7th. And also, don't forget, Pixar Play Parade will end on, uh, was it November 4th? Something like that. I forget. I think it was the 4th, yeah. So, yeah, go check that out. And um, hurry up and get over also so you can check out Halloween time in the parks because that's almost done. Uh, you have until... Halloween, October 31st, 
check all that out and get all the goodies. I still need to get over there and get some more treats. I did talk about last week how I got the little food guide to all the Halloween time snacks. So I need to go try that out. And after um, Matthew said that he gives thumbs up to that uh, Maleficent churro, was a Maleficent? Sure. <laughs> after Matthew said he gives the thumbs up to the churro, I'm going to go try that one out and see how good that one is. Because if it's the best that he ever had, then I got to try that out. So I will get to the parks and, hey, you know what? It's right there uh, as soon as you walk into the park. So, boom, going to try that out. All right. So as usual, if you guys want to know any more updates or anything that's going on, please make sure you are checking the Facebook page. So we are Mousepire on Facebook. We are also at Mousepire on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, Mousepire on the snappy chat, chat, chats. And don't forget, if you are uh, check out the Mousepire Facebook page, you will know when we change our recording date. Yes. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Baloo1313. Also, follow buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you'll see your button orders going out. Also, check out DGPclothing.com and get your mouse power gear. And you can get your annual pass holder decals so you can put on your car instead of putting the magnet. That gets stolen quite often. And uh, I put some new designs up there today. You can get like uh, Mickey and Walt instead of the Mickey head. Or you can get Moana or Tigger. You can get any character you want. If you don't see it on the on DGPcloning.com, send me a message. And I will put whatever character you want on there and uh, send that out to you. By ordering your decals, you can help our podcast. And we would greatly appreciate that. Also, head over to patreon.com slash mousepire and you can support the podcast there. also check out michael the mail guy's three dollar special uh support the podcast by giving about giving three dollars a month and that will help us greatly we do have besides the equipment issues we're having we do have to pay for the hosting of the podcast on a server so we have to pay that monthly and um yeah all that kind of stuff so help support the podcast there and like I said before, you can check out the podcast on YouTube. Just uh, go over to YouTube, search Mouse Power Podcast, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe and you will be notified as soon as a new podcast is posted. When Tim the Tech has a chance to do that. And um, yeah, so check out all those things and uh, help us out because we can really use the help because, yeah, more stuff just keeps going out every day. Every week is another issue with something. So help us, help us, help us. And help us. Thank you. Good night. I think he wants you to help us. And until next time, remember, always check the Mousepire page for the latest news or podcast updates. So for Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson, and Ozzy Osbourne, I'm Anthony. And I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I believe he's tooling with you, sir. Happy Beeps. Make sure you're happy. And then you can clap your hands. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I feel like Michael there. <laughs>